about hybrids. Do they exist? Do not be deceived. There are tares sown among the wheat. There is no deception so well hidden in plain sight than the agenda of the troglodyte. They aim to erase human dominion of the earth and claim it for their own abuse. That's right. We're back. All right. Another dead cast. I'm parenting. A parenting dead cast. I'm your host, Timon. This is my dad. Dad. This is dad. We're both dads now. You don't you love saying that, don't you? Okay. Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah. So this is gonna let the world know. Terrapin Oktoberfest, huh? Pop it open. Let's go. Man, I can't get that thing to <laughs> you want me to do it. There you go. Ooh, so this stuff. is an Oktoberfest? Yep. Cheers. Is there like pumpkin spice in it? Pumpkin spice lattes, baby. Delish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not overwhelming. Okay. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy, so. Well, listeners, we're also not a beer review podcast either, so let's talk about what we're here for. Okay. Okay. So this week. This week, week two. Last last <laughs> one. What do we call, what was the episode? Uh, authoritarian versus permissive parenting. Yes. That was probably a couple weeks ago. This one. Something even better. This is a parenting class that are, uh, you know, a raising, raising your kid class. What would you call it? Um, a seven week course of An guidelines. Eight, eight week course with one missing. Yes. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Yes. Eight week course with one missing. <laughs> with one missing. <laughs> I'm feeling this turpin, man. It's good stuff. Um, Yes, we've we've got information for you guys. This is the second of the series. Yes. We've done one that was talking about authoritarian permissive, and this one is about week two. Don't be a hypocrite, and principle versus law. So you, your children will know if you're a par- if you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. If I don't know if you're a parent, but yeah, if you're a hypocrite, especially as they reach teenage years, they think. They're not going like you. Yeah. And they can then, figure it out pretty fast. Yeah. And so I want people to start realizing how to operate on principle rather than just laws. Laws laws don't create a virtuous um, person. Yeah. Yeah. They help, so, yeah. but they're not the yeah. end all to obey the law, but obeying the law doesn't make you virtuous. Yeah. So. But then you get into things like, hey, our laws are getting weird. And law shift and change. Yeah, we don't right? have principles. Because we don't have virtuous people running mm-hmm. our country. So there it is. Right okay. there. All Boom. right. Reverse, reverse, reverse. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, again, this is another, I don't know, half of it or a third of it of this pod, podcast coming up is recorded on my dad's phone. Majority of it's recorded on my dad's phone. Yep. A third of it are the teaching. The rest are questions. Probably, yeah. Uh, I don't think, I think we cut it off. There's more questions afterwards. Yeah, you do answer in this one. If you guys remember week one, um, what the heck is justice? What the heck is justice? You it's answer. not what you think it is. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, yeah. yeah, good questions. I feel like they really add to the whole thing. They flesh out the 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 teaching, mm-hmm. uh, help 
helps us when we're sitting there get a grip on what you're actually trying to say, what this means, how it means, all that stuff. Um, I think when you're in stuff, sometimes it's hard to think about how other people are going to receive it. And you do a great yeah, job of teaching it, thanks. but I think the questions help with that. So, uh, yep, there's some questions and then, uh, yeah, that's it. I get questions every week and I'm like, wow, I didn't. Yeah. I that's a good that. question. I'm not quite sure how. So we answer on, on the fly a lot. Mm-hmm. So, And like you said, seven weeks coming at you of an eight week course, one week we will not be releasing. If you want to hear it, it'll be week seven. Come talk to mm-hmm. Papa J. Yep. Sweet. All right. Enjoy. Sweet. Okay. So we're starting week two, but I want to talk about last week. There are a lot of great questions. See, I'm recording now. So, uh, Last week, there were a lot of great questions, and one of them was, Timon was asking me to define justice, because I, I kind of said justice is biblically is different than what we think. We often think justice is punishment, like I'm gonna get justice, I'm gonna get punishment for somebody who's done wrong. And um, I talked about biblical justice being a little bit different, and so I'm gonna read you something that I wrote real quick, and I have, if it's too quick or whatever, I have little uh, copies of, it's just a little blurb I, that I wrote out. Uh, so this is from last week. Uh, Biblical justice is about people being in right relationship to God and to creation and to other humans. When these relationships are damaged, they are actually in a state of injustice. The Torah, meaning the teachings of the Old Testament, were implemented by God in order to correct injustices, injustices and cleanse his community so that he could dwell among them. For example, in Jeremiah 5, God reprimands Judah for their flagrant disobedience towards God and towards the vulnerable people in their population. So I'll read Jeremiah 5, 28. It says, uh, they judge not with justice. In other words, the people that run the community. They judge not with justice the cause of the fatherless to make it prosper, and they do not defend the rights of the needy. And then also in Psalm 82, God is rebuking angelic beings for how they have treated populations. And we don't want to go into the, that, that's a whole other rabbit trail. <laughs> Aaron's laughing. <laughs> uh, but God says this in Psalm 82, give justice to the weak and fatherless, maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. So in both passages, in both of those passages, you can see that justice is not about punishment. It's about the fact that people or angelic beings, um, I mean, people have suffered under the mistreatment of other government entities, human and non-human. So therefore, creation is out of balance. So justice isn't punishment. Justice is bringing balance. And if that balance isn't brought into into place, then punishment will occur. But that's it's a little, just a little blurb on that. So, okay. I was cold at home. Oh, get out. It's getting out. It's warm in here. Okay, so week two. Don't be a hypocrite. No, I'm not calling anybody here a hypocrite. Oh. Okay. I've seen many Christians train their kids to act, to act morally, but they fail to train their kids to think morally. Unfortunately, children or grown-ups who act moral, 
morally, but do not think morally are in danger of becoming hypocrites. A hypocrite is someone who acts one way while their heart is somewhere else. Around age three or so, somewhere in there, children can begin to grasp the moral reason why something is right or wrong. This is when you want to begin training the child to think of why something is good or bad. But don't get the process backward. I have often witnessed parents treating a toddler as if they were a peer. On the other hand, I have witnessed parents chiding a 15 or 16-year-old as if they were a toddler. If you exalt a toddler to the position of an adult, you'll create a monster. If by age 12 they don't respect you, you may have already lost the battle, and I'll address that in a few weeks. There's still hope, but it's a lot harder. But when you treat a teenager like a toddler, you will only deepen the chasm between your eroding relationship. Temperaments and personalities differ in each child. Believe me, I know, with five kids, they all have different uh, personalities. But biblical principles remain the same. We must train to the standard of Scripture, not to personality. Whether you're shy or outgoing, emotional or stoic, the Bible is your standard. The fifth commandment, honor your father and mother, is a commandment, not just a good idea to follow if you feel like it. Now, I know some parents are difficult to honor. Believe me, I know that. And I don't want to get into the weeds on that subject here because there are boundaries sometimes you have to put up around parents that are not <laughs> the kind of parents they should be. So I, I understand that. And that's a whole other ballgame. But I'm just pointing out that God's word needs to be applied to everyone at every age with every temperament. Consider the parable of the two sons in Matthew 21. And I'm going to read that to you guys. You can follow along if you have it on your uh, phone or however you do that. Let's read this parable. Now, this parable comes right when a bunch of religious leaders are challenging Jesus' authority. They don't like him. And uh, he tells them a little story. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. The boy answered, I will not. But later he had a change of heart and he went. The father went to the other son and said the same thing. The boy answered, I will, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two sons did the father's will? And the religious leaders said, well, the first. And Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Tax collectors and prostitutes will go ahead of you into the kingdom of God. <laughs> um, for John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and prostitutes did believe. Although you saw this, you did not later change your minds and believe John or in him. Okay, so there's two kinds of characters there. Um, two different personalities, right? One is disrespectful, and one is a hypocrite. Did you catch that? The first son says, I ain't going. I ain't doing what you tell me. But then he changed his mind and did what was right. But the other one, yeah, oh, yes, sir, I'll go do that. And then he didn't do it. So that, the second son was a hypocrite. But what we want to strive is not to have either 
son. <laughs> we want to have a, our son or daughter, we want them to be respectful and also follow through with, with what they're supposed to do. Okay, so that's, so we, we want to aim for not either, either kind of, of example there. So, all right. Now, this, this one's really important. So first of all, is don't, be a, don't be a hypocrite. I'll be honest with you, kids are going to see through your hypocrisy if you're a parent. They don't like hypocrisy, especially as they move into teenager years. They hate fake Christians, <laughs> all right? You can make a lot of mistakes, right? My children can say, yeah, I've made mistakes, but try to be authentic, you know, so. Thank you. They're, they're nodding their head. Thank you. Um, principle over law. Younger children under five need to respond to parental authority. And I, last week I told you authority means loving authority, not abusive authority. Um, you can't reason with a toddler. He simply needs to obey. But as your child ages, you need to introduce something deeper than rules. The law is insufficient to produce moral character. So, again, the law is insufficient to produce moral character. Laws set boundaries against evil. They should protect a child from moral, emotional, and physical harm. But rules won't necessarily create in a child a love for God. I believe that there are underlying principles behind every biblical command or rule that relates to the heart of God for his people. You must learn how to train your children about the principle that lies behind the law. For example, a father tells his child it's bedtime. He must not get out of bed. He needs to get a full night's rest. What happens if there's a fire? Should the child lay in bed while the house burns down? No. <laughs> um, what if he becomes sick? Should he lay in bed in his own vomit because he wasn't supposed to get out of bed? No. The command stay in bed was meant for the welfare of the child's health. His well-being was the heart the principle behind the command. Laws have specific instructions, but they will not have answers for every situation. So you can see where it's okay to obey a law, but a law doesn't, it doesn't always work because there's different situations we get into that we gotta figure out. So principles, on the other hand, train you how to read the context of differing situations. The principle from the above story is that the child needs to rest for his own well-being. He needs to go to bed when the parents have determined the proper time. But it's also healthy to get out of bed if he's sick or if he needs to use the toilet. It's very healthy to leave his bed and get out of the house if it's on fire. The difference between law, this, um, this is the difference between law and principle. Matthew 15, 7 through 9 is a prime example. Maybe I better read that. You guys know what that's talking about? Anybody know offhand? It, I think it is. I think you're right. Uh, Matthew 15, 7. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think that is. Was there a good job? Mittendale, I think that's in that context, but it's also um, about um, the traditions. Oh, boy, I don't want to go... It, that, would, that would be a long bunny trail to get down. But it basically, um, the, the religious leaders came up with a way for you to 
if you didn't want to honor your father and mother, in other words, take care of them till he died, you could, I think it's related to what you said, Bill, is there, you, um, you could say, well, I can't honor my father and mother because I need to give my money to the temple. Or there, there was some sort of loophole they used where you could actually um, exit out of what you're supposed to do because uh, they didn't have a welfare system or anything. So the, the parents couldn't provide for themselves. They're too old. And you could just cut them off and you make a deal with the priest. You know, <laughs> just, it's just slimy what it is. So anyways, that's... Um, an example of they made a law that they could follow and but they um, Jesus called them out and said you're breaking God's word for your own traditions so it's I don't know if that makes sense where you're you could follow a law that you make up but you're actually breaking God's word because his word is not only law but it's, there's principles behind what he says I don't know if that hopefully I didn't cloud that up for you you okay so far? <laughs> okay, Lazare's thinking. <laughs> what? I guess. Yeah. What did he? What did you say? Is that about what? So the dill and mint. Jesus yeah. is like, you guys tie your mint from your mint garden and your dill from your dill oh, garden. Mint and dill. Mint and dill. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard, but I was. And then so he's like, and then I thought about what I thought happened is then Jesus is like, but then you like cut off your parents and say it's yeah. for religious reasons. Okay. Yeah. I just it, it, was like. Mintendel? What is Oh, that's good. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, because they come up with a way of tithing. Uh, uh, if they, if they uh, have, you know, uh, a cup full of mint, they'll give 10% of that to the Lord, but then they flagrantly abuse other things and don't honor him. Oh. And it might be related in another passage to what, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so... Driving back at this, so Jesus rebuked the Pharisees because they were obeying the doctrines of men, but in doing so, they were violating the word of God. Their own man-made rules nullified the principles of God, principles that would have allowed them to live in freedom and harmony. So let's give a practical example here. Um, you drive by the park, and my kids have heard this a hundred times, but you drive by the park, and there's a sign that says, $250 fine for littering. So that's the law. It's a good law. Break it and you'll pay the consequences. But what is the principle behind the law? Listen to Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only on his own interests, but also on the interests of others. So, throwing trash on the ground is selfish and lazy. You are ruining the visual beauty of the park because it's inconvenient for you to take your trash to the garbage can. And someone else is going to have to pick up your trash for you because you are not considering the preciousness of others. So the law says, don't litter. That's a good law, but, it, but the principle behind it is I... I want to keep this park beautiful because other people are going to come around and want to see it. And, and if I throw trash around, they're going to have to pay a janitor to pick up my trash. So, so the principle is I care about other people, so I'm not going to throw garbage on the ground. Um, a violation of the scripture. Uh, that's a, okay, I'm, uh, I messed up here. I actually said what I was meaning. 
Um, so a person who is motivated by law only, is, they just fear the consequences. But a person who is motivated by principle or um, is considerate of others because there's, they're, they um, have a heart of virtue. So operating out of principle is a sign of maturity. And that's what we want our children to do is to mature. So I have a story about Alea. <laughs> Don't worry, I checked with them. Uh, it's kind of related to law versus... It's a, it's a little bit parallel to it. It's not quite on track, but... Okay, so... And she reminded me of this story. That's why I'm telling it, so... Um, when Alea was in high school, she went to a garage sale... And she got some items for that garage sale, and they were in a red basket. The folks at the garage sale told her just to keep the basket for free, no problem. So she bought the items in the basket, and they just said, you can have the basket. She brought the whole thing home. And she actually decided that she liked the basket better than the items that she bought. When she got home, we discovered that the basket was from a CVS drugstore. <laughs> CVS written on the side. <laughs> And I told her that we needed to return the basket because it was CVS property and it didn't belong to us. Even though she didn't steal it from the store, even though someone else may have stolen it, it still belonged to CVS. <clears throat> so we took, took it back and placed it in the store. Now the law is do not steal. Technically, technically she didn't steal, but by taking the basket back, we were correcting a wrong that someone else had done. We satisfied the principle of restoring stolen property to its rightful owner. And it's kind of funny because nobody even noticed that she had put the basket back. Nobody rewarded her. They could care less. <laughs> but, but she was honored by God for doing the right thing, aided by her father. <laughs> so that's my little story of principle versus law. All right, let's go over any questions. We can do some of these questions if you want um, that I have at the end of it, but any questions that you all might have right now? And you'll notice um, that a lot of times the, the questions are for couples, and I'm really glad that there, there are people here that aren't couples yet. So it's, I, I really, I'm honored that there are single people here. So that's pretty cool. <clears throat> but I, it is a parenting class, so this, a lot of these questions are for couples. Um, did I miss something, you guys? No. There's my, um, for some reason, I don't have my questions. Well, I, I have more copies up here, so... I don't know why. Maybe I don't. That's weird. Are they on Yeah, it's a qu I have it now. I have another hand out here. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't think anybody here has 
I mean, I know Noah isn't ready for... Uh... We have laws. Oh, you have laws for her? Very authoritarian. No. She looks like she's like... No. Maybe let me ask you guys this. Do you... Because one of my questions is discuss with your spouse the difference between law and principle. Uh, that's a really important thing. I know I kind of hammered it over and over, but is that making sense to everybody here? What can you rephrase it for me, Aaron? Uh, what, yeah, what's law? law? Would be kind of the rule, but the principle would be sort of the reason behind the rule. And you also said that a lot of the laws of the Old Testament really were based off of the principle that showed God's heart for His people. Right. Wow. I'm impressed. Good, good, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have if, a question. Yes. Uh oh. I probably don't have the answer, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, what? How do you um, look at a situation and find the principle for the child? So, kids about to touch a hot stove. Law would say. Don't touch that. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the principle is because it's going to hurt you. But like, mm-hmm. how do you start looking at it as a principled perspective instead of more of like a reactionary? Don't do that. Don't do this. Yeah. Um, so that one's a little tough because that one's just a don't. Okay. Well, again, remember if they're under three. When you guys were two, three years old, we weren't explaining a lot of things to you. I mean, we were just like, no, you can't do that. We weren't like snotty about it, but no, you can't do that because we were your authority. But once they start grasping, that's when you start training the principle behind. So that's the one thing you have to be aware of. Um, and uh, you, got, you have something to add to that, Lazare? There's one question. Yeah. So like when I think no, okay, of the so it's like kind of a spasm. Um, oh, it hurts. So, okay, like with a hot stove, yeah. like, they're going to hurt themselves. Right. So it's like, no. Right. But, like, I wasn't allowed to bang on the piano. I had to, like, play one key. And okay. then I figured out, like, that they don't really care if I play more than one key as long as I'm quiet. So yeah. the principle was don't give me a headache because I'm making dinner and I'm super annoyed. <laughs> and so that I still love you at the end of the day, don't be annoyed. Yeah. So like that was a principle, but the law was I could only play with one finger, but I realized there was a way around it. Yeah. As long as I wasn't loud. So yeah. Like, so is that, are those laws or principles? Okay, how I would have done that is, um, so if you're a two-year-old, you, you, can't, you can't bang on the piano. Just, just obey dad. And then you can play it with me or something like that. Maybe we'd do that. But as you get older, the principle would be... Um, if you bang, you can begin to explain. Um, now, this isn't a moral law, so it's a little bit different. But, you know, uh, if you bang on the piano, it will go out of tune. And that's, a, that's about six or $700 to put the piano back in tune. That's really hard for it. So what we would like to do is let's play the piano together. Not really loud, but, you know, so the, I guess that's, I'm still not coming up with a real good example. But as you're older, you can explain to the child oh, I do want you to play the piano. I don't want you to hit the keys hard because it's loud. 
and it kind of hurts my ears and there are things that are it's abusive to the piano you can begin to explain those are all the kind of things behind the law but if you're two it's hard to explain all that to a two-year-old just as you can't do that I hope I'm answering that well Oh, I was just going to say, well, yeah. you're, but then you're also conveying to the child that they're not annoying. Because, like, Lozaire said, like, you're banging on this piano and I'm just annoying, you, you know, sort of thing. But you're, what you were saying was, like, you gave logical reasoning for, like, if you bang on it, it's going to go out of tune. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I just saw, like, then you're not communicating to that child that it's, that he's annoying which I think is also important. That's a good point. Yeah. That's why you need more than one. That's why. Because <laughs> I might have sort of an idea of a principle, but then my wife might have a, another. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just doing that on the fly. So I'm, I'm just saying what I want you to do is to start thinking about the principle behind the law. Um, so, and there's probably several principles behind the law, if that makes sense. The biggest thing is like a law is like, listen, we're doing it my way. And the principle is more like, there's a basic concept that I want you to understand that you're giving them more information. Yeah. And trying to help them understand, like, if you're burning, if your room's on fire, if you're allowed to get up. Yeah. Hey, let me give you a deep one. You ready for this one? Yes. The law, do not murder. Why? Why is, why? What's the principle behind that? And there's more than one answer, and I don't have them all. Go ahead. That person's life has value. This person's life has value, and you've devalued uh, someone who has the image of God, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's a good answer. There's one principle behind it. Can you think of any other? Ten Commandments says not to do it. Yeah, the, the law says, yeah, it says do not murder. Mm-hmm. You'll find in other places in the Old Testament that, well, the first murder, let's go back to that, Cain killed Abel. And God comes to uh, Cain, and he says, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Mm. So there's some deep principle in the, uh, about innocent blood crying out from the ground that just, um, it just is painful to God to listen to. So you say it's can't... like banging piano, maybe? <laughs> yeah, worse than banging on a piano. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyways, yeah. You, when you look at the commandments, like the Ten Commandments, they are laws, but there are principles that you'll find other places that God will begin to share His heart, because murder reminds Him of the first murder, which brought um, a lot of stuff, a lot of hardship and pain into our into our world. If that makes sense, so yeah. I thought of another principle. Principle, okay. Uh, would it also be sort of setting yourself up in a position of God to choose the whether or not a person has life? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What did Jesus say about Satan? He was a liar and murderer from the beginning. So then you're siding with Satan when you're a murderer, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where that is, but I know Jesus said something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are deep principles behind the law. A lot of times, yeah, we don't, you know, I don't want to be a legalistic person. I, I get what that means is you know, like, you're just so strict and tight that you can't, you know. But there are principles behind the law. So I don't look at the Old Testament laws um, 
out of date. I mean, we are free from the law. We're in a different time period, but there's a lot of beautiful things in the law that are for protection for for society and for people. So, yeah, Erin. This is not really relevant, but it has to do with the law that I just learned recently, so I thought it was kind of interesting. So you know, like how they said you're not supposed to have have a interwoven material or whatever. Okay. So I just learned recently. In the Old Testament, you can't have a a, a, a cloth made out cloth. of. Like, like out of wool and so cotton, so that's an animal and a plant, okay? Right, yeah. So, I just learned recently, and I think it was actually more driven by the health because uh, material emits like frequencies that are good or bad for our body, okay? And cotton alone is a good frequency, and wool alone is a good frequency, but then together they counteract each other and create a negative frequency for our body. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that interesting? That is. And I know you're not new age because people think when, they, when you start talking frequencies, they're like, oh, you're new age. No, no I know. God like made frequencies. Measurable so. frequencies. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. That's, a, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I just tuned my guitar to 444. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of 440A. I'm, I'm rebelling against the system they set up in 1939 that we all have to tune our guitars to a 440A. I didn't even know how to do that. I didn't know till this week. Dessa showed me how to set my tuner, and I tuned tuned it to 444. I I can hardly tell the difference, but but I want to be a rebel. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a bunny trail. Were you going to say something? Uh, Well, just one thing that comes to mind is people will often talk about the spirit of the law and the letter of the law. But something that's interesting about that is Paul talks about you know all the fruit of the spirit. Uh-huh. And if you're walking by the Spirit, none of that fruit will contradict any of the law. And of course, oh. there's things like, you know, the wool and stuff like that. But like the Ten Commandments, those things, none of the fruit of walking by the Spirit that is born is like, it is not against the law. The you law. Can't, it doesn't work. And so, but sometimes people will try to be like, oh, it's the Spirit of the law. So they like get all loose and yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that's not true. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. Cool. We can do one. Let me do one more question here. Uh, maybe I don't know. Like I said, you can do these at home. Uh, oh, actually, they kind of. It seems like this. This was two different um, weeks that I put into one week because I had to fit another weekend. So <laughs> I kind of combined these. So uh, my questions kind of overlap. Um, this might be a good one. You, you don't have to talk about it here, but, um, well, for, for your family, assuming you have kids or whatever, or when you have kids, are your rules too legalistic or have you failed to even set up rules? Not, what, let me ask it a different way, though. From the family you came from, were they very legalistic or were they very um, um, permissive? And, and we tend to go one way or the other. So again, I don't want to, I really want to honor everybody's family here. So that's why I don't want to air dirty laundry, you know. <laughs> um, but something to think about, you can talk about amongst yourselves uh, at home. But Okay, short, short and sweet. I'm keeping them short and sweet. We, we can talk about more things if you want to, but uh, I'm going to turn this. This is a question where you said, how can you train your children? 
Which one now? How can you? On the first page. How can you train? How can you train your children not only to behave honorably, honorably, but to have a heart for doing what is good? So you're gonna make me answer the question for you, Allison? Oh my gosh. Man, I asked these questions, but I didn't answer them. I don't have anything written down. Um, uh, well, again, like, well, like with Alea, would, you know, she's in high school. She, with that basket story, she didn't steal it. Somebody else, either they stole it or CVS was getting rid of it. But we don't know. We don't know the whole backstory. But just, and I know she, she was saying, like, do we really have to take this yeah, back? What's the to. difference? You know, yeah. she and she didn't have a bad attitude. I don't remember it being this fight, but but I but I think my point was uh, we don't want stolen property at at our house. So so that is training to to uh, have a heart to do what's and she uh, we didn't have a fight about her or anything. So. And I think yeah. that did teach me that, you know, you can do the right thing and not get recognized. I think that was the thing, because I was like, well, hopefully someone's there, and it's like, oh, thank you for doing that, or oh, no, we don't want that back because it's faded red, so you can actually take it. Like, yeah. I was hoping, you know, that I could take that back, so, <laughs> <to> be honest. <laughs> but uh, when we walked in and no one was there to put it in, it was kind of... Anti-Calantic. Anti-Calantic. Yeah, nobody noticed and nobody cared that you brought it back. Yeah, but that's something that I feel like I've learned. Like, oh, if you pick up that piece of trash, nobody's going to come and be like, congratulations, you just did a good thing. You know, like, so it's like an important lesson to learn that, Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of times you're picking up the slack of other people, and that's not a bad thing. And especially if you have a good heart, this is a place that I want to look beautiful, so I'm going to pick up that piece of trash. Yeah. Who did this? Why? You know, like it's yeah. So I'm still going to answer your question, Allison. But let me ask uh, Hadessa Alea: When you're at the shopping, when you go to CVS or Walmart, do you leave your cart out in the parking lot, or do you take it back? I use carts. Do you don't use carts? <laughs> Alea, do you use a cart? Yeah, Alea takes the cart back. Do you know why? Like you put it in the like a grocery cart or a basket. Grocery, yeah, a grocery, yeah, grocery cart. You you put all your groceries in. You head out to your car. You put everything in your car, and a lot of people just leave it in the parking lot. But Alea takes it back. Do you know why she does that? Because huh? the CVS experience. Because the CVS, yeah. That's part of it. But because mom and dad, we were taught in the parenting class that if you consider others precious, you will take the cart back um, because, it, you know, because somebody else is going to have to do it for you or somebody might hit it with a car or the wind may knock it into another car. And so out of... Um, uh, respect for other people that I, that I don't even know I put the cart back now an exception to that let's say Allison is walking out to the car and Noah is screaming crazy and there's nobody else with her and she has to put Noah in the car now I don't want her to leave Noah in the car while she takes the cart back and some weirdo comes along and is like oh let me get in this car or whatever so I would see how principle works there I'd be like yeah, it's nice to put it back, but I would I think Noah is much more important than a, a shopping cart. So that's how I think, if that makes sense. Principle, you know. 
principle. But somebody else had a question, though. Yeah. Or did I answer your question, Allison? In other words, I said, how did I train them? You, you model it, and then you explain to them what you're doing. And they probably don't even remember me explaining it, but I know we probably did that because they, now they do it. Well, Hadessa doesn't do it, but... Modeling. <laughs> <laughs> Modeling it and explaining it as you model it, yeah. I think that's kind of how we try to do it. Aaron. I feel like, um, especially when it comes to the, like, viewing people uh, as, like, above yourself or as precious, uh-huh. in, when in the explaining, you're also having the child think about it, and I think that that would also develop, like, a better empathy. Yeah. And so when they have that developed, then they are more self-motivated to... Yeah. Treat others as precious and yeah, that's yeah, that's good. And also, yeah. if everybody steals cards from CVS, then they'll close them down like they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. CVS would be closed <laughs> down. Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna just turn this off, but if I can, there we go. And we're back. Wow, guys, thanks so much for listening to another week two. Mm-hmm. Got something to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that make making yourself think about how to operate on principle rather than just obeying laws is good. Your little children won't understand principle right away, but if you're thinking about it, you'll weave that into tra- training them as when you know they're ready to hear it. So at, at first, they just need to obey you because you're you're protecting them. But as they get older, they need to understand principle. So they think for themselves. It's been cool because I've been uh, passing this knowledge to people that don't go to church. It's been interesting to hear their thoughts on it. And they're like, oh, wow, I've never thought about this. Hmm. And uh, I think principled living is a great way to live. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. What's the principle of this? Why Why am I doing this? Yeah. It's a reflective thing. And I still have to go, what? I still have to go, what mm-hmm. is the principle? I mean, I still don't have everything figured out. Oh yeah, I know you think I do, but I don't. You know how it is. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much. Um, If you want notes, hit me up timminspodcast at gmail dot com. He gets them to you within a year, I think. Yeah, months for sure. Oh, months. (laughs) I got them to Tammy. Okay, and Tammy got them. Don't (laughs) worry, guys. Now, (laughs) now, a while ago. A while ago. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Anyone else? If you guys need notes, timminspodcast at gmail dot com. All one word: timminspodcast gmail.com and uh yeah anything else no all right we'll see you guys for week week three bye bye